Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball scoring big on the court and with the national media, how they can create some serious top 25 buzz of the win over Iowa State. BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose is in studio to reveal his team's must-do list for a victory over 21st-ranked Iowa State plus the health status of Tyler Hawes. And the voice of the Notre Dame fighting Irish on NBC. And the guy who called Michael Phelps gold medal swims, Dan Hicks, joins the show. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. A Tuesday, rise and shout to all of you. November 19th, BYU Sports Nation back to work. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. How about this rundown today? All access with Cougar Hoops and head coach Dave Rose, plus the expectation to beat Notre Dame. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Have we reached the point where we expect to go into South Bend and get a win? Sound off at BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy, what do you think? That's our poll question today. Let's get right to it. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame on Saturday? Yes, no, or the joke that I put out there against Houston by se- win by 17 plus. I expect, oh. my answer, I expect BYU to beat Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a close game if BYU wins it. But I feel that BYU has the weaponry to go in there, defend against Notre Dame, defend against that rush attack, which BYU could not do last year. And BYU has a better offense. That team last year almost went to the, they went to the national title game and BYU should have won that game. Missed a wide-open Cody Hoffman at the end. You don't lose a game on a single play, but it sure felt like it. Friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation every weekday, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980, our show on demand every day on BYURadio.org. You can catch the rebroadcast each day starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. And join the conversation by tweeting your opinion of our poll question, which is on BYUTVSports.com. Weigh in on Twitter as well, at BYUSportsNation. You can also comment and like our Facebook page. Keep in mind, this is the team that lost to Virginia to open the season. And now, across much of BYU Sports Nation, the expectation is to go into South Bend and beat Notre Dame. To knock off the Golden Domers on their home field. If Pitt can do it, BYU can do it. It's, it what, that game wasn't in South Bend. Don't get me wrong, Notre Dame is a good team. They are better now than they were in 94 when BYU beat them there. BYU's beat them twice, just once in South Bend. But this team is good. This, this, team, this 2013 team is kind of like the 94 BYU football team. That team won 10 games, beat Oklahoma and Notre Dame that year. Those are down years for those two programs. But BYU has a better resume, has more skilled players, and can do it. They can do it. Can you name the starting quarterback from the Notre Dame? John Walsh. The Notre Dame team. Oh, the Notre team in '94. Oh no, no, hold on. Um, Here we go. Oh, he was. Oh, he was Here so go, highly touted and was overrated. He, he played was for the win Seahawks a, too. No, I know. I know. I know. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay, well, we'll revisit that. Our BYU Sports Nation trivia for Jerem today. Who was the starting You're quarterback me. for I'm, Notre Dame? I've almost got it. In 1994, he wore number three, played a few years with the Seattle Seahawks. It was kind of, a, I think, a journeyman in the NFL. Anyway, vote at BYUTVSports.com. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame on Saturday? Yes, no, or, yeah, by 17+. plus. You can also sound off uh, with 140 characters or less at BYU Sports Nation. Tell us where... And uh, when you're tweeting, because we like to hear uh, what's going on, our interaction with uh, our fans across the country. Rise and shout, friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Can we get a boom Boom shakalaka? Yeah. That's a really fun game. I think I have it as the fourth highest game uh, across the country for all of next week. So, yeah, just a really fun game to watch. College Hoops statistician Ken Pomeroy, respected guy across the game, telling BYU Sports Nation last week that tomorrow's game between BYU and 21st-ranked Iowa State is one of the top five games this week in all of college basketball. He has an excitement factor that he rates, and he says BYU-Iowa State number four this week, not just on Wednesday, but this week. And uh, really insightful stuff from a guy uh, who breaks down statistics in a way that really makes your head spin. I mean, the the adjusted tempo 
thing, that that whole formula makes my head spin. But right now, BYU— How many possessions per game you get? BYU is the fastest team in the country. Incredible. Yeah, and it's this is a huge opportunity for BYU. You do not get these chances very often to play ranked teams in the Merritt Center. It just doesn't happen. We're talking non-conference specifically. If a if a WCC team is ranked, that's nice. St. Mary's not going to be that team this year. It's just going to be Gonzaga. So this is one of two opportunities to play a ranked team at home the entire year. And for BYU to continue to build their tournament resume, they got a nice win at Stanford. This is a couple levels up. I watched the Iowa State-Michigan game yesterday that was played on Sunday. Iowa State's good. Michigan, State, or excuse me, Michigan is good. Iowa State is solid. They've got some real weapons. I think BYU at home, though, can compete with them. The big question is, will Tyler Hawes play? Here's, here's the thing. Locally, in Provo, Utah, they've released this t- hashtag 20K Wednesday on Twitter to try and fill the Marriott Center, and, and people are going nuts trying to get their tickets. Uh, I think they're getting close from what I can tell. So they're trying to fill the Marriott Center. Also, you have the national audience on ESPNU, 7 p.m. Mountain Tip, 9 p.m. Eastern. you got an ESPN crew coming in here to call a really important game, a resume builder for BYU. Iowa State's going to be a tournament team. They they got their resume dominating win over seventh ranked Michigan. If they can beat BYU on the road, then again their seed goes up. For, for, but for BYU, this is a huge opportunity to gain some more national traction. They already have a lot going for them. ESPN's Andy Katz and Jay Bill is talking about how they're one of the most exciting teams to watch. Could be one of the best offensive teams all country. But here is where you establish yourself as, yeah, they're a for sure tournament team. Stanford's one thing. Iowa State is another. And then Monday, Texas is something significant. And then possibly Wichita State or DePaul. I'd rather play Wichita State, who went to the Final Four. Iowa State beat BYU by 21 in Ames last year. BYU does not lose by 20 to hardly anybody at any time. Not under Dave Rose, Rose, yeah. At the time I looked it up, I can't remember, but it's been, I want to say, less than five times that BYU's been beat by 20 in the Dave Rose era. This is the ninth year. And Iowa State went to the Sweet 16 and lost a close game to Ohio State. They were almost in the Elite Eight last year. Will Clyburn, Utah transferred to Iowa State. He played for them. He's graduated or moved on. He might have. Just gone on. I can't remember. But it's it's a huge game. And you're right. With ESPN, you Roxy Bernstein, Sean Farnham. We'll talk to Sean Farnham on the show. Your boy, Sean Farnham. My boy, Sean Farnham. <laughs> Two years ago at the West Coast Conference Tournament, we had him on our, our desk, our uh, halftime show and bridge shows for the tournament. He's a lot of fun. Uh, been able to get to know him a little bit the last two years. So uh, huge opportunity. Th- this reminds me of the Wisconsin game in football. Because it's a national stage against a program that's in the 20 to 25 range, respected, uh, on national TV where BYU could help their cause for more national relevance. Well, they're being talked about right now because they're coming off the Michigan win. So Iowa State is a buzzword across college basketball. They come into the Marriott Center, and college basketball purists know that the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah, is a ridiculously tough place to play. But you would mentioned the opportunity, Jerem. BYU in the last, I think, five years has played two ranked non-conference opponents, Wake Forest and Baylor. They've lost both of those games. They can change the trend here. Those are close Close games. Close games. They can win here and change the trend. Man, cannot put enough emphasis on what that would do for BYU from a national standpoint. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose telling BYU Sports Nation that guard Tyler Haas Well, he's tough, and he may try and play through his lower abdominal strain. It's a tough injury to get get through and to play through, kind of like a hamstring in football. Here's Coach Rose on that. Ty wants to play. Ty's one of the toughest guys going. This is a a difficult injury to just tough your way through. We go all access with Dave Rose later on in today's show. A great interview, a lot of insight on what the Cougars have to do to beat Iowa State, but obviously – top-of-the-line concern for Coach Rose and for everyone that roots for BYU is the health of Tyler Haas. And I mentioned yesterday, because it's a home game and because BYU has a talented, deeper roster than they did last year, and they have Eric Mika down low, who's that rim protector, uh, and they got guys that are playing with confidence. Anson Winder all of a sudden is knocking down shots. You get Kyle Collinsworth back. I feel like they can still compete. It would take a huge effort without Tyler Haas to beat Iowa State, even on your home floor. It's possible, but you want to have 
you want to have Ty Haas in the lineup. I mean, he's, he's such a dynamic player and such a talented scorer. And he, he distracts teams. He, he demands attention that opens up other guys. So that's a huge factor. For Iowa State, they got their best player back from an injury. BYU is kind of on the other end of this. or hoping to get theirs back. Melvin Edgem is really good. Uh, came off the bench and had 22 points. Uh, for Iowa State in the win Sunday. So they're excited about him. They think that he's ready to go. Uh, and so we're excited uh, to talk to Doc Sadler as well, an assistant coach for Iowa State tomorrow on the program. So we go all hoops on game day for BYU versus Iowa State. Loaded week. Cyclones, Cougars, tomorrow, ESPNU, 7 p.m. tip, 9 p.m. Eastern. Do not Nine, miss this 7:30. game. 7.30. So 7.30, thank you. 7.30 Mountain, 9.30 Eastern. Do not miss it. And a rebroadcast on BYU TV at 11.30 Eastern as well. And of course, BYU Radio always has hoops. We got you covered. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. Higher expectations. They're a good football team, and that's going to go into how much uh, we prepare, how hard we prepare. But, uh, you know, I I don't feel uh, intimidated at all. Taysom Hill on BYU Sports Nation yesterday telling us, look, BYU right now is not afraid of Notre Dame. They They ain't scared. They ain't scared of Notre Dame. And why should they be? They've they've got wins over Texas and Boise State and Houston and a road win at Utah State. Uh, BYU has notable wins. They competed against Wisconsin in a really tough environment. Wisconsin's, in my opinion, a much better team than Notre Dame. Like, not even close. They're a force. I think they're the best two-loss team in the country. I think, I think seriously, I think they are the best two-loss team in the country, and that includes Stanford. Wisconsin can play. BYU competed at Camp Randall. Now they go to Notre Dame, South Bend, the aura, the history, the tradition that's there. Yep. I love Rudy so much. All of that, though, that however. That is awesome. BYU played there last but year. But that's not about BYU. Taysom Hill's not afraid. He's, he wants to go play. He wants to compete against a notable program and get a signature win. I feel like BYU's confidence level is where it needs to be. I feel like it's different than it was going into Wisconsin. They're not coming off a bye. They're coming off a glorified scrimmage that many people have called it the, the game against Idaho State. But I believe the mentality and the confidence is there for BYU to go and not just win close, but... Get a convincing win. I think I think they outmatch the Irish in terms of confidence, and their personnel is right there with them. This season is different than any other for BYU. This Notre Dame game is not one of three that BYU's marked on the schedule. This was one of six or seven, right? So BYU's played significant games leading up to this, and on the road. BYU's played some tough games on the road. So Wisconsin, as of, what, nine days ago? So BYU at Notre Dame, BYU went there last year. I think that's beneficial. It's not been two or three seasons. It's just been a year. And that Notre Dame team was better than they are this year. Uh, and BYU is a better team. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that Taysom Hill was not there to soak that in and get over the initial, wow, this is Notre Dame. I don't know how much there is to that, but I, I want to say there's a little bit. You walk into that stadium, that's one of the iconic, that's the iconic football stadium in America, right? Of all the football stadiums. But BYU is ready for this. Senior, Layden, BYU, Hoffman, Vanoy, Hills figured things out. I, th- I think BYU is prepared for this and ready to go in there and win. Notre Dame's really talented. They, they are. They have a bunch of NFL players on their team. Louis Nix third and Truitt, and these guys are good. Uh, but... I think BYU is ready for this. This schedule has prepared BYU to be ready for this in November. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich told us on BYU Sports Nation yesterday just why the Fighting Irish are not as good as last year. They're vulnerable. Notre Dame on defense is inexplicably soft. And that says it all. Trevor Maddich of ESPN calling out a team that has Louis Nix III and Stephon Truitt. And what does BYU do? They go fast. They go hard yeah. against the soft defense. Uh, okay. So you've got two guys that are going to play. They're going to play on Sundays. They'll probably, both those guys will probably get drafted within the first two rounds. They are, they are big forces on the line. But that defense is just, I don't know, is it the loss of Manti Teo? Who knows? And the luck of the Irish has not happened as much this year. They're coming off a loss to Pittsburgh. And here's, that's the tricky thing. Pitt, 5-4 and four Pitt. And we talked to, we talked to Trevor about this yesterday. Notre Dame coming off a loss against Pitt. They had a, an extra week to think about it. So they're going to come out 
with a little bit of uh, fire in the mind. And, and that's the one concern I do have is, is they will be amped to play this game. But ultimately, Tommy Reese does not frighten me. Tommy Reese, as a quarterback, does not frighten me against BYU's defense. BYU's defense is good enough to handle them. They handled them last year. Their running backs don't have the same offensive line that they were running with last year, and they ran against BYU quite successfully. I was there in Notre Dame in South Bend watching the game. Notre Dame had their way rushing the ball. Different offensive line this year. They are underperforming on offense. So I expect a tough physical game for the first quarter and a half. And then when you get uh, to halftime into the third quarter, I expect BYU's offense to begin to wear down Notre Dame. You, you get all the adrenaline out of the way early on. Notre Dame perhaps comes out a little too strong, and I just think BYU kind of pulls away at the end. That's how I feel. That, that's my logic right now is I feel BYU wins this game by 10, 13 points because they start to pull away at the end. And that was what happened for Notre Dame against BYU last year. The Cougars couldn't stop Notre Dame rushing the football late in the game. And so BYU uh, was in it for a long time. BYU led it 14-7.5 late in the third quarter with 2.25 left. Notre Dame got a field goal to make it 14-10. And then uh, the next possession, uh, George Atkinson, the third, who's still the running back there. Made a great move. Yeah, he he gets a touchdown to make it 17-14. BYU still had multiple opportunities there. But uh, Notre Dame threw 17 passes in the game. Completed eight, which, by the way, you look at Taysom Hill's completion percentage, 52%. Do you know what Tommy Reese's completion percentage is, just by comparison? I'm going to guess it's close, if not lower. It's 54. Ooh, okay. Is Taysom Hill that much that much worse of a passer? I think Taysom Hill's a good passer. He's, guess what? He's Tommy Reese can't run out. the ball like Taysom Hill either. Let's have them run. Let's line them up and have them run a race. Right. <laughs> so can BYU, another thing that we haven't addressed is can BYU's offensive line hold off the D-line of Notre Dame. That's the one the one matchup where I go, I think Notre Dame has got BYU in that regard. So can BYU do some things to offset that? Can they throw some quick screens? Can they throw uh, squ- screens to Jamal? Can Taysom get out and run to alleviate that pressure on the Isn't on Taysom? that what they've done in most of their wins this year? Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm not talking about wins. I'm talking about avoiding losses like Wisconsin, like Utah, where BYU couldn't do it. Okay. Touche. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame on Touché. Saturday? Vote BYUTVSports.com and send us your thoughts at BYU Sports Nation. Got a quick tweet before we go to break. This is coming from at Laser Sheep. Yes, I do. And I have not been wrong with any of my predictions this season. I didn't make any until week four, but Taysom and his running roots will run for 140 yards and the potato gun will be a third down machine, two passing TDs. There you have it. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Dan Hicks, the play-by-play voice of the Olympics, golf, and oh yeah, Notre Dame football on NBC. He tells us how this Fighting Irish team is different than last year's. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Wednesday night, we've got you covered for men's hoops against 21st-ranked Iowa State. The game is live on BYU Radio and ESPNU at 9.30 Eastern. The game will also be rebroadcast on BYU TV at 11.30 Eastern. Very quickly, reminder, our Twitter question today. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame on Saturday in South Bend? Very simple question. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation. Just uh, seeing some traffic from the Notre Dame side. Head coach Brian Kelly saying they expect none of the Irish players out. uh, Significant players, anyway, with injury. Also, he's talking about Taysom Hill and saying that his ability to throw the ball has totally changed the dynamic of BYU's offense. So uh, he's very well aware of what... Uh, Mr. Hill can do chucking the ball around. We now welcome into BYU Sports Nation the voice of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on NBC, also the voice of the Olympics and swimming events. And my first question for Dan Hicks is this, Dan. Does anything beat calling a gold medal for Michael Phelps? (laughs) Well, first of all, guys, good to be with you. Um, You know, that that, I get asked from time to time what's the highlight of of all the (laughs) games that I've in events that I've been privileged to, to call, 
And you know the, what happened in Beijing. Now he's he won 22 Olympic medals, and we we called every every single one of his races, 18 of them gold. But what happened in Beijing, going eight for eight. I, you know, I don't, I, I cannot see that happening uh, at any other Olympics. And to, to be a part of it was absolute, like a like a script out of Hollywood. So uh, that's near the that's that's near at the top of the list, no doubt. Now, how did you get involved with Notre Dame initially? I know you've been doing the Fighting Irish Games for a little while now, and how did that come to fruition for you? Well, I would say a few years ago, um, I used to do football games in the NFL when I first got to NBC Sports back in the early 90s, and uh, we lost the, the package, the AFC package at the time. And as the years went on, we did gain a little bit of football here and there with the Notre Dame package and then also our Sunday night football package. But I, I became uh, really kind of uh, entrenched in golf, and which is great. I love doing golf, and it's been a lot of fun doing it. But I always found myself missing football. So I told our people, I said, hey, if there's, any, if there's a chance that it, that it may arise, an opportunity comes about, I'd love to get back into doing football because I missed it so much. And I always thought, if uh, as my career went on, if I didn't do football again, it would be something I look back on and regret it a little bit. So they were nice enough to uh, give me the opportunity to do the Notre Dame package. And this being the first year, it's been uh, a little bit of a learning curve getting back into college football. But quickly, it's uh, it's it's I've grown more accustomed to it, and we've had a we've had a really fun year. It's been it's been a lot of fun doing football again. Dan Hicks joins BYU Sports Nation, uh, and now you prepare for a BYU and Notre Dame. What's the vibe among, uh, I guess, Irish fans and media after the lot to, uh, loss to Pitt and now a bye week preparing for BYU? Well, I would say by far it's the most stinging of the losses, obviously coming late in November. Um, that's the tendency losses in November when a team is, has BCS bowl aspirations like Notre Dame had. I would say that uh, the team and, and Brian Kelly have taken more heat over this one than a lot of losses that have happened, obviously, the previous two this year. And anything that happened last year, um, obviously going 12-0 and in the, in the loss to Alabama in the national championship game, this, the loss to Pitt was really one of those deals where everybody kind of threw up their hands and said, what happened? You know, I mean, I know that a lot of people are injured, and Notre Dame's defense has been absolutely decimated, but still... A lot of people wondered how in the world Notre Dame could uh, could lose to Pitt, and uh, so they've taken some heat for it. So the the mood of the team, I think, is all right. What's going to you know the mood of the people that watch the the program is what's going to happen now with a real tough BYU, dangerous BYU team coming to coming to South Bend, and then having to go out on the West Coast and take on Stanford. Are they going to just kind of plummet? toward the end of the season or are they going to kind of you know pull up the boots and, and and see what they can do for the last two games with the bcs bowl game out of the picture so that's kind of the wait and see attitude i think uh, irish fans are at right now dan hicks one of the headline and very talented play-by-play guys for nbc sports joining byu sports nation and your comments lead me to my next question dan and and that is is this a big game feel for the Notre Dame fan base and for, for the broadcasters? Because it's certainly that for BYU heading in there, but you still have some other notable games after BYU. So where, where does this game rank in terms of the importance for Notre Dame and, and how it feels? Well, I think it's, I think it's big. First of all, you guys uh, had your senior day uh, you know, last week in the Idaho State game. This is senior day at, at, at Notre Dame Stadium. It's a big deal for players like Tommy Reese, um, like... Uh, Zach Martin, who's the left tackle for for Notre Dame, who's going to play in his 50th straight game as a starter, which is pretty phenomenal. There's guys that you know the the mantra by Brian Kelly has been: you guys got four quarters left in your career at Notre Dame Stadium. What are you going to do with it? And I think that uh, that alone uh, is huge inspiration for a lot of the players, especially the seniors. But the guys that aren't seniors and and are not playing their last games are are set on the fact that they want to. They want to make sure these guys go out on a winning note, and uh, so I, I think it's definitely a big game. It's like I said earlier: where, what are they going to do? Are they going to go? You know, if they if they lose to BYU, there'll be a lot of people writing them off with no shot to beat Stanford out on the West Coast. If they beat BYU, then it becomes okay. Can they go? You know, can they win these two games and 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 go into the bowl season thinking that they're going to? You know, end it off and you know with another win. So I think it's big in that respect, absolutely, and I think that's the vibe. Dan Hicks is on BYU Sports Nation. Dan, uh, after prepping for BYU a little bit, I know it's earlier in the week, but your general thoughts on BYU, what you've noticed? 
Um, yeah, I've been I've been I've been looking at the team, watching some film, and I think that uh, you know there's a few players. Obviously, you guys know that the guys that jump out at you, and I think you know it starts right with Taysom Hill. Um, Notre Dame has been hurt by some mobile quarterbacks. Keenan Reynolds was the last to really kind of do some damage from a mobility standpoint of the quarterback position against Notre Dame. He's the Navy quarterback. The midshipman came into South Bend, and uh, Notre Dame was a, a little bit fortunate to get out of there with a win. But he was a real mobile quarterback, and with Notre Dame's defense, especially up front, being not as mobile and their linebacking core also decimated, along with the rest of their defense. Um, they got tired, they're thin, and chasing around a mobile quarterback like him was tough. So I think Taysom Hill is, man, does he look good. Um, you know, he's got incredible mobility, um, and I think he's a dangerous passer as well. So um, I think he's the guy that jumps out right from the get-go. And, of course, you got, uh, you know, your wide receiver, your, you know, Cody's an incredible athlete, and I think that they're dangerous through the air as well. But I think first and foremost – the game plan is to try to contain Hill, which a lot of people have not been real successful at. Dan Hicks of NBC Sports joining BYU Sports Nation. And Dan, I know you said you're big into golf and you spent a number of years covering that sport closely. BYU has a few uh, notable alums uh, with some PGA Tour cred, notably Johnny Miller. You, <laughs> how's your relationship with Johnny? And uh, when, when a, a game like BYU-Notre Dame comes up, is, is there any you know side bet, anything like that going on? It's funny. You know, uh, I was talking to Johnny in our last golf event, which seems like a, a while ago that Johnny did. <laughs> anyway, we had... We we have a few more golf events before the end of the year, but I, I I've been joking with him. I still have not given up hope of Johnny coming to the game on Saturday. <laughs> I, told, I told him I said Johnny, you come to the game, you we'll give you some guaranteed booth time. And I said also, you know, as I as I've gone through the years with Johnny, he's he's always he's 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 never been shy about saying, you know, if I did other sports, I you know I could probably be a, a decent analyst at that too. So I thought, well, what better way? Johnny, then to get you up in the booth against your alma mater, <laughs> prove it. Fire up, fire up the telestrator. Give Mike Mayock maybe a couple of moments off, and have Johnny dial up some X's and O's. Uh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. BYU Cougars. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I have not given up hope. But he's just been a joy to work with. He's one of the great analysts that I've ever worked with, um, and obviously, I, I believe the best that's ever done it in the in the game of golf. So. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We're very close. We've uh, we've been tight for a number of years, and uh, I just hope I get uh, several more years to work with him before he retires. Dan, uh, against USC, uh, maybe the most famous picture in college football this year happened where Cam McDaniel, uh, and I'm sure you've seen this, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> so he's in mid ta- being tackled. He's a running back for Notre Dame, yeah. and he just looks so photogenic. It's crazy, and people have made all these memes. He's like a Ralph Lauren model. Yeah. What I, I guess? Uh, when did you see the picture, and uh, have you seen some of the memes associated with it? Yeah, I saw the picture. Obviously, just a short time after the game, we had a chance to meet with Cam uh, the week of that game before it happened. And uh, first of all, he's a great kid. Um, I, I know he uh, has a girlfriend, and I, I think he has a fiance. So that made a lot of women across the country very disappointed in the fact that <laughs> they now knew officially that they didn't have a shot with the uh, photogenic cam. Um, but anyway, you know, it never it doesn't surprise me what happened on the internet because anytime. You can bring women into the picture in droves into a sporting event, such as the Olympics that you mentioned earlier. That's why the Olympics get such big ratings because of figure skating and whatnot. You get women viewers. Women getting involved in the game of football is going to drive it up. And and Cam McDaniel had the looked like he was like organized by a professional photographer for that <laughs> shot. It's really one of the more incredible pictures I've ever seen. It it looks like a portrait, but it was on the field just after he lost his helmet. So I think all of that said makes it go viral like it did. He's the most fa- he might be the most famous running back uh in America after that picture going blue steel from Zoolander there. <laughs> yeah, well we don't want to get carried away, but yeah, it, was a, it was a big it was a big moment for Cam and his believe me, his teammates uh will never forget it and are relentless on giving him a hard time about it. But he's a Great kid, and um, and he's he's been a huge part of Notre Dame's offense. Their most trusted running back uh, of the running backs by committee that Brian Kelly has used this year. Wrapping up with Dan Hicks of NBC Sports, the voice of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on NBC here on BYU Sports Nation. And Dan, other than Cam, 
Who are the players that BYU fans should be aware of and know to watch for on the Notre Dame sideline on Saturday? Well, as it always does and usually does, it begins with a quarterback at Notre Dame. He's the most criticized, lauded, or however you want to put it, player on the team, like he is, like like quarterbacks are on most teams. But it's been a it's been a real kind of up and down relationship, Tommy, with the fans and and with Brian Kelly. Um, I got a, I got utmost respect for Tommy and what he's done. He does not have the athletic ability of an Everett Golson. He does not have the mobility, <laughs> not near the mobility of your guy, Taysom Hill. So he's had to do it with accurate passing that sometimes can get erratic, and he throws some interceptions at times. Sometimes he'll throw some interceptions that you shake your head at, that how can a coach of a son, a guy now in his senior year, do, which he threw a couple of late um, interceptions against Pitt in the loss. But I think how Tommy Reese goes is how Notre Dame's offense goes, and I think that's a, a huge guy to watch out for. Other than that, you know, you've got T.J. Jones, who is slowly becoming more and more of a bona fide kind of NFL type of draft pick. I don't know. He's not going to go real high, but I think he can play at the next level, and I think he's uh, extremely dangerous, very consistent, not real flashy, but just really, really good. And I think that, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the football, Stephon Tuitt, obviously, with Lewis Nix banged up, we expect Lewis next to play again like he did last week against or two weeks ago against Pitt. Um, Stephon Tuitt is a big-time sack master um, who is uh, a phenomenal athlete. So he, he's the guy to look for on defense because everybody else is uh, been banged up or coming out of a, a boot, which Brian Kelly calls the newest line of footwear for Notre Dame defenders because <laughs> uh, they've all spent time in the boot seemingly with high ankle sprains and leg injuries and whatnot. So those are a few of the guys to, to look out for. Dan Hicks of NBC Sports on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for the time, Dan. Hope uh, you get some golf in before the end of the year and uh, you have a great call on Senior Day at Notre Dame. That game, BYU at Notre Dame on NBC, 3.30 Eastern. Dan Hicks will have the call. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see if Johnny makes it to the booth. <laughs> get him in there. We'll look for him. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yeah, Thanks, see you. Up next, basketball talk. BYU head coach Dave Rose tells us if we can expect to see Tyler Hawes in tomorrow's game against Iowa State and how this matchup came to pass. You're going to want to hear this. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Saturday, Cougar football on BYU Radio, BYU TV, and NBC. Pre-game coverage on BYU, BYU Radio starts at 1.30 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff, if you like the moving picture, starts at 2.30 Eastern. The game continues on BYU Radio and then switch over to NBC 3.30. Post-game coverage Live on BYU Radio and on BYU TV, we'll have a crew in South Bend bringing you all of the notable interviews and reaction from BYU footballers. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame on Saturday? That is our Twitter question today. Also, just finding out, the odds makers in Lost Wages have picked BYU right now by one point on the road in South Bend. So, Entertainment purposes only. There you go. Interesting stuff. BYU by one, a favorite in South Bend. Hmm. When has that happened? That's weird. Never. Honestly, that's odd. Uh, I, I feel like the sentiment for BYU to win comes more from the BYU Sports Nation crowd, right? But apparently not. If if oddsmakers on a Tuesday for the Saturday game, trust me, that will change. Notre Dame will be favored by Saturday. Uh, is That's interesting. That means there's confidence in BYU's ability that a win against Texas and Boise State and so on carries some weight, and that a loss against Pitt carries some weight. Very quickly to our Facebook page, this is a winnable game. This comes from Jared Smith. This is a winnable game for BYU. This team will have to play its best game of the season to win on the road, but they can do it. Up next, Dave Rose, owner of 213 career wins. He's in studio now as his team prepares for a big-time matchup against Iowa State tomorrow. And uh, only four games in, uh, Coach Rose. I, I believe we're interviewing or nearing interview number 213. Is, is that about right, Coach? It's, it's going to be a good year uh, for interviews, <laughs> I think, because this is a good team. Welcome to your in-studio debut on BYU Sports Nation. Your team 4-0 after an 84-60 win against uh, Colorado Mesa. Next on the schedule, a really intriguing 
season, early season game with 21st-ranked Iowa State. Before we ask you about the Cyclones, a lot of people are concerned about Tyler Hawes and his health and uh, the lower abdominal strain and if that will affect him and, and his ability and if he'll play at all against Iowa State. Can you update us? Yeah, well, we haven't uh, practiced yet today, and so that that's the key because I think he feels a little bit better, but these kind of uh, injuries, until you get out on the court and, and actually try to to play, uh, you can't really evaluate them. Uh, the only way for these injuries to to heal is to to rest them, and you don't want to go out there and re-injure it, and then you're set back to you know where you were maybe uh, a week ago. And so, uh, the next couple of days will be interesting with Ty, and I know Ty wants to play. Ty's one of the toughest guys going. This is a a difficult injury to just tough your way through, and sometimes you got to. You might have a sore elbow. You got a, um, you know, th- th- this is similar to like a hamstring. They're they're, they're really, um, you've you've got to be really careful with them because you don't want these things to linger for a long time, and then you don't want to injure it to a point where it becomes something bigger. It's rare to get a ranked non-conference team in the Merritt Center. How did you get the Cyclones here? Well, this this was an interesting process. Uh, you know, F- F- Fred Hoiberg called and we talked about a date coming to. Um, to Ames, and you know that last year, and then I, the, the key for me was he needed the date. He wanted a good team to come in there, and uh, and I, 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 you know, the deal was that he had to come back to the Marriott Center, and uh, not Salt Lake City, <laughs> but Provo. And so uh, we kind of you know kicked it around for a couple of weeks, and we actually made this deal in Hawaii. Fred and I were on a, a trip at, at the uh, with the Nike coaches, and. Uh, uh, one night I said, what are we going to do? Are we, we going to do this or are we going to move on? What do you think? And uh, you know, he, just, he said, okay, you come out to our place and then I'll come back to your place. And we got the paperwork done, the contract done, and it turned out that uh, they, they beat us really good at their place. Uh, but here we are right now sitting in a great situation where it's a, you know, Fred's done a terrific job there in Iowa State in just his short time. And, and he's got a had a huge win against Michigan on Sunday, beat the number seven ranked team in the country, and so he now he's in the polls himself with his group. Uh, it's a way it's a lot different team, but they play very similar. Um, and uh, ranked number twenty one in the country coming to Marriott Center on on Wednesday night. So our, our guys will be real excited, and, and hopefully our fans will be too. BYU Athletic Communications has just released a, a hashtag on Twitter called Twenty K Wednesday in hopes of of, of selling out the Marriott Center. Uh, Coach, Iowa State is obviously a good team. They just beat Michigan. What makes them a tough matchup for any team in the country, including yours? Well, these guys, they they, they put four shooters on the floor, and they spread them out, and their spacing is really good. Uh, they're all really good individual playmakers. It's it's kind of an NBA style, um, how Fred has put this together. And he's got experienced guys. He's got transfers, guys who have played a lot of collegiate games. And he... Um, you know, he's got a transfer from Marshall, who was, you know, one of the best players, you know, in in that league that um, that left and, and immediately became eligible playing there. I think in his fifth year. So uh, Fred knows talent. <laughs> he's been in the league, and then he lets those talented guys play. And uh, it, it's hard uh, to guard one on one, and the spacing is difficult to bring second defenders. And then each individual guy. Uh, is so talented that uh, you, you, you've got to have a pretty good scouting report on each player. Dave Rose joins BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you're playing with 10 scholarship players. You have 13 uh, that you could use, 11 with Chase Fisher. You're playing 10. You're young. You have no seniors. But it seems that the talent level has been raised on this team. What have you seen so far? Well, I, th- I think that uh, you know what what has been really consistent with our program is that we get really good players that play really hard and consistently play hard and I'm just watching the Iowa State game this morning from last year and we didn't play very well but we competed really hard and played uh, you know played them right to the end in a, in a game where the score got away from us and and I think that's what we have with this group we have a good talented group of guys uh, they play really hard on a consistent basis uh, I believe that the experience from those three guards that start, and then Anson Winder. You saw Anson step into a, uh, a situation this weekend when Tyler couldn't play. 
that those four guards, uh, I think, can keep us in almost every game. Our big guys are developing and learning. I think Eric had a great week, and it will continue to get better. And, and, and Luke, the more time he gets, he'll feel more comfortable out there. But one of the real unsung heroes of this group to to this point right now is Nate Austin. I mean, Nate has found a way to be able to keep himself on the floor. That's always been a difficult thing for him because he's in foul trouble. But he's found a way to, to, to really contribute and uh, – you know, we, we keep, you know, a lot of different stats and, and look at a lot of different things and evaluate and break things down. But when Nate's been on the floor, uh, he's our leader as far as points scored is uh, more than the opposition. And uh, and uh, he, you know, he leads the team with 51. We were 51 points better with Nate on the floor. His, wow. his right plus now. minus. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and so those are those are good things uh, that, that he's bringing to our club. And um, I love the the energy and effort that he's played with in his first two years, but now I think he's becoming way more effective and in, uh, in in our execution. Twelve rebounds for Nate, uh, and that went over Colorado Mesa on Saturday night. My next question is: You coach a, a group of characters, huge personalities on this team, coach. And Nate dressed up as Ronald McDonald. Did you, did you see that uh, costume? Oh yeah, he actually came to my office and. <laughs> I, I I don't see a lot of six eleven guys when they come you know around, but uh, it's the first six eleven Ronald McDonald that I've seen. What's it like handling the those big personalities, Eric Mika and, and Chase Fisher, who's redshirting this year? But uh, and and their their pop music in the locker room. Have have you been around that? <laughs> well, th- this is a really close knit group of guys, and it's it's kind of interesting. In the nine years I've been here, uh, we usually have quite a few of our players that are married and. I think that leads to a lot of, um, you know, the uh, extroverted personalities that you see. I think they're all trying to draw attention to themselves, you know, and see if maybe that might work for them. You know? okay. But, uh, but uh, uh, with just Josh Sharp being married with, on this year's team, the, 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 there's a lot more off-the-court team activities. With it, Usually it would kind of split where the married guys would kind of hang out with the married guys and their wives would all be really good friends and close together, and then the single guys would kind of – do their thing, but this year it's kind of uh, uh, these guys are all together on and off the floor. Speaking of extrovert, when is your lip sync video coming out? This oh, season? yes, yes. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll see that. <laughs> you know, if if uh, if we did have one, it would be really good though because I'm actually really good at it. Really, coach? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm a kind of a closet classic rock guy. You know, I, <laughs> who who you like? Well, I think that you know. It, there are my favorite song isn't anywhere close to who I really like, but they just kind of put one out that just hit me and went for for real. But uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of as you know Neil Young, okay, Fleetwood Mac, you know, all right, Elton John. You're talking to you two know, uh, so. young thirty guy year old guys, but <laughs> we feel you. Hey, but, but hey, Freebird I- has to be the best song that's ever been written. There it is. Well, Mark it down, yeah. Dave Rose, Freebird. I like it. You have to juggle a mission scenario. Which really makes you a unique coach in the Division One scene. Uh, you're looking six to seven years out. How do you uh, you manage the stress of of dealing with the the team? Oh, what, what's our team gonna look like in 2019? That's crazy. <laughs> well, I think the most important thing is uh, that you recruit players that want to be here at BYU, and if if those players are committed to the university and committed to our program, then you have. A, a little bit of leeway of how you manage when they come and when they leave as far as their missions are concerned. I've always felt like we've, uh, you know, played to the real strength of this. A lot of people nationally think it's a, it's like a really negative situation to, to coach a guy like Eric Mika for a year and then have send him on a mission for two years. But to me, I've always felt that this is a real positive part about a, our job. And uh, I think consistency in a year or you know two years from now could turn out to be something that we really in, will experience here that we maybe haven't because most of these guys now, as you, as you, we've been through this for maybe a year and a half, they want to serve their missions you know, before they come play, and then they can come and have four years to play five, just like everybody else, just a couple of years later than they're, uh, when they graduate from high school. So we'll see how we manage that as we move forward. But right now, this has probably been the most difficult adjustment. We've We've got a couple unused scholarships that we we've never been in this situation. But as the way things turned out, we had a you know a recruit late that we waited on a long time, and at the end we didn't get. And then to try to fill that spot would have 
put us in a place where a year, two, three, we were, we were upside down. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, with, with the fact that we had a couple players that we, we thought would return uh, for their senior year, that that didn't work out for them, and, uh, and an injury to, to, to Ian Harwood, uh, this is the best thing to do moving forward uh, to make sure that everyone who's committed gets a chance to have that scholarship when they return. And all 13 are filled next year, I take it? Uh, yes. Okay. And the next year. And the next year. And the next year. And the next year. All the <laughs> way to 2019-20. Yeah. Uh, the, the BYU football team has had a ton of attention for its go-fast-go-hard offense. Meanwhile, the basketball team, according to Ken Pomeroy, has led the nation in adjusted offensive tempo, the most possessions per game. When did you decide and why that you wanted to do that with a basketball team? Well, it was the first day that I got the job. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, you know, we've, I felt that the real advantage for us was uh, you know, to, to, to push the ball and the, the score and transition. I think it's what guys like to do. Uh, it's, a, it's a good system to recruit to. Um, and then the type of players that we get here, uh, they're, they're under – Estimated in their athletic abilities. I mean, we've got fast, long, athletic guys, and if you let them go at a pace that is uncomfortable for another team, I think it's a real advantage to you. The key for us in this nine years, I think, has been our post players, being able to find post guys who can run and put the pressure initially in transition on those defenders that are back, and then our guards can have a chance to find space and get shots. And, and a lot of times our post guys just outrun their, their postman, we can just score. Brandon was one of the best at getting out in front and us being able to to just have him run straight to the rim and get the ball to him and score in transition. So it's uh, it's been a system that's worked well for us. I think we've kind of adjusted it a little bit this year uh, as far as the personnel that we have. These guards are really good driving guards, playmaking guards at the rim. Uh, and I think that's really helped with the way the games are being called too. And, and hopefully we can you know kind of adjust to this and f- fit into how the game's going to be called going forward. Talking with Dave Rose, head coach of the BYU basketball team on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I'll ask you this finally before a, a lightning round of fun that I've, I've put together, uh, but I know a lot of BYU Sports Nation is wondering cons- and concerned about your health. How are you feeling right now? Well, I feel great. I think that uh, it was it was kind of a, a scary deal. That you, you know, when the doctor tells you, hey, uh, this scan here shows some things that maybe weren't yeah. on the last seven or eight scans, and uh, these are the options. And this is what I need. We need to kind of take it to their group of people who make decisions. And and when uh, when they came back, that surgery was what uh, they wanted to do. Then time begins to to to, to be the factor. You know, is if it uh, can await maybe till after the season's over, and that was something that they they felt a little uncomfortable as far as the time was concerned and so we did it as soon as we could and uh and I thought it would be maybe a little bit easier maybe a little quicker recovery in, in than it actually was but the time frame was good and it was about 3 weeks ago where I really kind of turned the corner and the days started to feel normal like they were just 12, 16-hour days. And yeah. there, there some of those days I felt like they were three weeks in one day. <laughs> but uh, uh, right now, in the last you know couple of weeks, it's it's been great. I, mean, we, I feel really good and uh, excited and just happy that I can give these guys all that I've got. Okay, here we go. Lightning round. I spoke with your wife, Cheryl, a few weeks ago. She says that she may have a higher stress level than you during games. How, ac- how accurate is that statement? No question. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> I'm sitting right in front of her, by the way, this year. I yeah. can hear her all game. Yeah. It's oh, fun. She's uh, she's doing much better over the 30 years, but <laughs> she still has a pretty high stress level. Okay. Okay, better shooter, you or Jeff Judkins? Well, I'll, I'll have to give that to Jeff. Okay. You know? and, 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 the, and the truth is that... Uh, if I don't give it to Jeff, he'll want to argue with me about <laughs> Dave, it. Dave, I'm the yeah. best shooter. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just give it to him straight up. Okay. Comfort food after a stressful game for you? Uh, it, it, you know, it, it all tastes really good after, <laughs> after a win. And it all tastes really bad after a loss. But it seems like the most common food that is available at that time is pizza. Pizza's everywhere in every arena, all over the place, and back in the locker room. Fantastic. Dave, thanks for the time. Great to have you on uh, BYU Sports Nation. Congratulations on another great recruiting class, and uh, 
we'll see you down the road. All right, thanks a lot. We look forward to this week. It, it, uh, we got Iowa State, and then we got Texas, and then we got either Wichita State or DePaul. So these next three games are really big for us. Great stuff. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around, plus today's Rise and Shout and more of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still hanging out, wanting to talk about. Speaking of, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Kyle Van Noy needs your help in online voting for two national defensive awards. Go to seniorclassaward.com and lotimpacttrophy.com slash vote to help his online cause. Support your local troops. Soccer. BYU just landed in the ATL, Atlanta. They're traveling to Tallahassee, Florida to play Colorado Thursday, 4.30 Eastern on NCAA.com. If the Cougars win that game, they'll play the winner of the host, Florida State and Mississippi, on Saturday. Women's Volleyball. BYU has one match this week, and it's for the regular season conference championship. That's as big as it gets in the regular season. The Cougars are tied with San Diego for first and play the Torero Saturday afternoon on the road. Head coach Sean Olmstead will join us Friday on BYU Sports Nation for the big match. Oh, he's always entertaining, isn't he? How did you, how did you meet him initially, Jerem? I uh, went up and spoke to him. That's how we met. <laughs> oh, stop. Just it. kidding. I was, I, I don't know, sidelining. Men's volleyball back in 07 or something. That was not he, nearly as exciting as I wanted it to be. I know. I don't have a great story with it. <laughs> you have a great story with everyone. I don't apologize. I walked up and talked to him. I don't have anything good oh, there. I'm sorry. Hashtag let down tomorrow's tease. How about this? Sean Farnham, ESPN <laughs> college boy. basketball analyst. Your bro. He'll, uh, he'll be calling the Iowa State-BYU game. You don't want to miss that. Also... Uh, our rise and shout. How about our rise and shout to Dan Hicks today? Oh, that guy's like top of the line broadcaster. Super nice guy. Great interview. Great insight. Yeah, that was tremendous. Uh, he's a big name. I mean, he's been involved in some huge sporting events with golf and swimming in the Olympics and football, and so that was, that was cool to have when him on the show. When you're calling Michael Phelps gold medal swims for the world to see, his voice will be there forever. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Great interview. Uh, If you missed it, we'll have that available for you shortly on BYURadio.org. Final poll results. Do you expect BYU to beat Notre Dame? Yes, no, or yeah, by 17 plus? Yes, wins at 71%. No is 18%. But still, 12% put by 17 plus. (laughs) What have we started? (laughs) What have you started? Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, really quickly, Jeremy, I asked you earlier, who's the quarterback for Notre Dame when BYU went in there and won in 1994? I was wrong. You I thought, thought it was, it was Rick, Rick Meyer. Meyer. Ron Paulus, baby. Big thanks to our guests today, Dan Hicks and Dave Rose, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Dave Neely joining in today, nice work, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and much more. Like and comment all you please. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand, the newly launched BYURadio.org. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to a Tuesday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Sports!